Hey folks, Sir Richard Wentworth. When you're ready to buy a car, True Car is changing car buying forever. Yes, True Car helps buyers get rid of the fear that they might overpay. Every day, True Car users receive negotiation-free, guaranteed savings, and True Car users save an average of three thousand two hundred and twenty-one dollars off MSRP. When you're ready to buy a car, just follow these three easy steps. First, download the True Car mobile app or go to TrueCar.com to find out what others paid for the car you want. Then register to see upfront pricing information and lock in your savings. Third step is simple: take your guaranteed savings certificate to the True Car certified dealer for a better, hassle-free car buying experience. Some features not available in all states. With True Car, you can save time, save money, and never overpay. To see how much you can save on the car you want, simply download the True Car mobile app or visit TrueCar.com today. You're tuning into the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after-show entertainment. <laughs> TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin. Ah. Uh. This was my favorite song of the night. I mean, I feel like we're all mixed on our songs, but whatever. Hello, AfterBuzzers, and welcome to another Glee After Show.、Uh, we're of course streaming live on YouTube today, and you can always find us on, at YouTube.com/slash/AfterBuzzTV, as well as on iTunes and SoundCloud.、Um, and use the hashtag #ABTV. Glee、uh, to reach out and let us know what your favorite songs were or what you thought of tonight's episode,、um, or I should say Friday's episode.、Uh, we're of course in season six of Glee, episode six, halfway through the final season. As crazy as that is to say,、um, what the world needs now, which is of course this song, and so fitting and appropriate.、Um, and I'm Stephanie Wanger, and you can find me on all social media at Stephanie Wanger. Hey everyone, I'm Marissa Serafini. I'm Roxy Stryer. Where can I find you? Oh, you can follow me on Twitter at SerafiniTV. And you guys can find me everywhere at Roxy Stryer. Woohoo! All right, so let's jump into this episode. We have we talked a little bit before we came on camera. We have very different opinions of this episode, and I feel like I was somewhere in the middle. We have. Some dislike and some like of the episode, but we'll we'll sparse it out and and get through it and figure out what was good and maybe things that they can work on and and you know what we want to see for the rest of the season.、Um, jumping into my favorite storyline of the night, though, Brittany and Santana.、Um, I can just never get sick of them. It, they're the cutest. They go together so well, and it's crazy to me that like we're now to them getting married. It feels. A long time coming. I I liked it. You know, Britannia's always a fun couple, especially everything they've been through and seeing where their relationship is still progressing this season, which I really loved. And just seeing them two together, this is the most we've seen them together this whole season. And I really loved how they had a strong, good, like social issue type of story、um, that really pertains to people and families. And I think they nailed this story on the head. Yeah, I, I agree. I love Britanna. You guys know that I've been the biggest supporter for a really long time, and I love what they're doing with their storyline. I thought it was really realistic that Abuela didn't, by the end of tonight's episode, completely change her mind on everything.、Uh, I love the way that they support one another. It by far and away was my favorite part of the episode tonight. Their relationship. I wish that we saw even more of it, maybe in song form, because this is Glee.、Um, we did have eight songs tonight. We should say. That that, that I mean, it we, just we didn't have them singing to each other, and that was what in eight I, songs we really, didn't have that. Yeah, I really wanted that tonight. Yeah,、uh, you know, I think it's a grass is greener thing. I've been talking about every single week how I wanted more songs, and they gave me more songs. All right, <laughs> <laughs> they really did. Yay! <laughs> but I mean, it wasn't them. Them two didn't really necessarily sing to each other, but it was for each other, and that's what I appreciated. I 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I really appreciated that a lot of times we have these large social issues about families not agreeing with marriages and what have you, and they really brought it down to a personal level tonight. And I thought, what an interesting way of kind of getting a close-up view of, of that rather than being like, oh, some people believe... like. I think sometimes you get lost in, like, trying to present a social issue rather than what how it affects the characters. And so I thought they did a great job tonight of seeing that Brittany really wanted to be there for Santana. And Santana ultimately wanted her grandmother there but realized, like, there was a greater purpose in, in marrying Brittany. Right. I, I agree with that. I think that sometimes you have to prioritize, and Santana's priority is Brittany. And I think this episode made that very clear for her. Yeah, and I think it's... Also, that Santana's realized that maybe her family isn't truly blood relatives. It's the people who are, will always be there and be supportive of her, despite all of her life choices and whatnot. That's what real family means. I thought that it was interesting at the end of the episode um, when Artie comes up and says, oh, uh, like, we all want to be that, like, remaining spot at your table now that she is not coming. And having that that happen felt like kind of the most heavy-handed part of the message tonight to me. I was like, oh, we probably didn't need it blatantly said. Like, it's enough. We're we're getting that, that these people are all her family. We don't need it, like, so blatantly. Like, can we fight for that extra spot at the family table? Yeah, but I didn't mind that because... Having that and having everyone say their piece about, yes, I'm your family, I'm your friend, whatever, that really was that nostalgic feel that you get from in the first, second season that cheesy and campy, but yet we love it. And it's, it's the message behind it that I really appreciated. I thought that was my favorite part of the episode. I loved that they all joined together to do this. Um, in theory, I think that it needed to be said, but... It kind of read as like some sort of PSA. I don't even. It was strange to have them all on the stage and give their speeches. Uh, it made me giggle out loud, and I don't think that's what they were going for. But I do like conceptually what they were trying to do there. You know, we we hear blood is thicker than water, but is it actually in this case? No. So I I do like what they tried to do. I just thought that it was a little funny. Like I just mm-hmm. felt like I was. I got that message, like the song and everything that was happening on that stage made that message clear. I didn't need the, like, I don't know, the articulation of it, I guess. The, uh, like, okay, everybody, like, we're family now. And, like, I just felt like the message was clear to me. I, I don't know. Maybe that's just my personal thing. And everybody out there is like, no, that was amazing. It was perfect. I, I love that they're family. I love that that's what it means. It just that particular. I guess the lines were a little heavy-handed. I mean, I can understand where you're coming from. I think it's just it was sweet and endearing in the fact that Santana literally had to pretty much say goodbye to a family member mm-hmm. but then gained so many more family members that she didn't really think she had. But do you think that they really gained them tonight? I've always felt like the Glee Club was in a way a second family to all these kids. Well, yeah, they are a family, but I think it's, again, it's the reassurance that because you don't have blood relatives, we're all here for you as your family. I also don't think she lost Abuela. I think that Abuela is going to show up at the wedding. Same here. Um, so I, I don't feel like she truly gained any family, but don't feel like she truly lost any either. I think she had what she had, and it's still the yeah. same thing, but they're just trying to show us that sometimes it takes a while for people to come around. And I really actually enjoyed this storyline. I think that as much as you care about somebody of that generation, and um, even if you love them for who they are, knowing that they are flawed in the way that they think, knowing that they are um, not able, that they're prejudiced and not able to see what true love is, yeah. is something that is important. You know, you can still love them for who they are, but it it doesn't have to be something you share the same opinion on. I completely agree with you. I also felt like it was, I think you mentioned at the beginning of our episode, was that it felt nice to me that it's going to take her 
a minute. I felt like it was an unrealistic turn. People of that generation, I don't think, do a 180-degree turnover by one conversation. It takes time, and I hope that by the wedding, I agree with you guys, I would love to see her grandmother there. But I don't think that by the end of this episode, it would have felt, again, that zero to 60. Like, are we just always racing towards something? And so I think giving it time was really important. And I think they have given it time as well, because we also had the line that it's been three years since Santana last talked to Abrela during that whole coming out Mm -hmm. conversation. So Abrela has had time to think about it, still be against it. But then after a second conversation, she now has a little bit more time to come to her senses. I hope, yeah, I hope, I really hope she shows up. I, th- I think that would be just the sweetest moment. Do you guys think, think so. that what Brittany said was too harsh about calling it a cranky old B-I-T-C-H or whatever it is that she said? Right. I think uh, like coming from where Brittany was coming from, I, I don't think it was meant to be mean and malicious in that way. It's just that's how she she's blatant and upfront about that kind of things, but in a quirky way. So I think that was just Brittany saying that type of line. That's uh, funny. No, I mean, I think also it was at a point where what are you going to do? I I think she had to stand up. Otherwise, we would be sitting here talking about how she didn't stand up to the grandmother and she, you know, just kind of went back to life and just kind of ignored the fact it happened. I felt like as harsh as some of those words seemed in the moment, it's like something where we would be fighting the exact opposite way if she hadn't have gone there. Yeah, but it was also a way for our current generation, the younger generation, to understand it. We understand where Brittany is coming from. It's like, yeah, the older generations, unfortunately, they phase out because of death and whatnot. And it's the new generation that is more understanding there was, of everything. There was definitely a grander message. Yes, and I think it was just the way that us generation could understand it. Right, I, I agree with that. And then I thought that they did a great job sprinkling in the uh, classic Britney Santana moments, like the queso por dos or whatever. <laughs> you know, I, I really liked the part of the episode um, where we did get to see Britney be full-fledged Britney, going over to the house in the nurse uniform, taking care of Willow, uh, watching Telemundo, yeah. whatever it was, you know. Uh, I just thought, Telemundo, yeah, I thought that it was really, really funny, and I enjoyed seeing her be Britney again because we don't get to see it all the time. And I enjoyed meeting Britney's parents. I I want to get awesome. to Britney's parents in a moment. I just have to say that I did love the fact that was one of my favorite aspects of tonight's episode was these glimpses of what Brittany and Santana have always been, and we kind of got that back in a lot of ways. And, and the web series, I just can never get sick of it. It's so funny, and she just, I mean, such a great job with and now it. There's a season two. Season two. <laughs> oh, the web series. I mean, amazing. Yeah. I want it to like live on. I, that's like one of those things where I feel like it would be so much fun for Glee fans to have that like go on actually like on YouTube or what have you and, and I agree. And they should continue it after the series ends. Yeah. Just like a, a random checkup every once in a while. It's like what's happening in the world of Glee? <laughs> yeah. And she interviews one of the cast members. Yeah. yeah, that'd be cool. I mean it would be just a fun thing. Hey Fox. Yeah. <laughs> but uh so to talk about Brittany's parents, I mean amazing <laughs> casting. Let's just go there and say that. It's so good. Um, Jennifer uh, Coolidge. Cool, yeah, Coolidge. Oh, she's hysterical. And Ken Jeong, who's yeah. hangover and so funny. Yeah, uh, this was my, I can't see Jennifer without thinking bend and snap, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I thought it was great. I do have to say, though, I'm really, really curious. It's not like we've known her parents forever. Why are we meeting her parents and then finding out that her dad isn't her dad? That was so bizarre to me. Um, I think it's just, it was, like, quirky, and I feel like it was, like, that answer of, like, how did Britney become this way? Well, yeah. now we met her parents, and especially her mom, and you can, like, see, oh, wait, she's as quirky as they are. Yeah, and I like how they introduced the parents in this particular episode, because if we get to that wedding episode, and then we see the parents, we're going to be asking the question, how did that happen? And then that's a whole nother story on top of a wedding episode. So I'm glad they introduced it now. No, no, so that, it's already answered. That wasn't my problem. My problem wasn't them introducing the parents. Now, I, I think they needed to introduce the parents. Now, I don't understand why they introduced, da- introduced the dad to us to not introduce the dad to us. I thought that was completely bizarre. Like, why don't you just introduce us to the actual 
actual dad the real I, father. Yeah. yeah, it was so strange. Like we didn't know where Brittany came from, so why don't you just cast the dad as the person that is the dad? Yeah. Do you think this is kind of a prediction question, but do you think that that's going to be an issue at the wedding that like is it going to be her biological dad versus her clearly they're doing it on purpose i mean if they don't ever mention it again it's truly bizarre obviously there's going to be some guest role or something like something's gonna happen where they're gonna bring it up i just don't really care about it roxy were you the one who screamed out michael bolton you were (laughs) michael bolton that That was your was gonna be her real father i was like oh my god she shares a dad with sue's kid this is amazing Uh that's not who it was no um um i mean i it'd be interesting i can understand where you're coming from but uh, I think it might just pose the question when it comes to the wedding. One of the most important things is the father walking down the daughter down the aisle. So I think if they've already introduced the fact that who's the real father, it might just be the bigger surprise when it comes to the wedding. Oh, it's this guy. I mean, I don't think this is much of a spoiler, but or a prediction. But I don't think we're going to get actual Stephen Hawking on Glee. <laughs> So, yeah. not. No. So, so it's strange. Why? So, like, why is that? That was, that was the weirdest part to me. Like, with the theory of everything right now, like, mm-hmm. why are we making Stephen Hawking her? Because I guess that's brilliance. Like, that's where the smarts are come, come from. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the only reason. It was just seemed like a really weird choice to me. I think that putting the storyline in was a really weird choice in general. Yeah. All right. Well, that's fair. Um, let us know what you're thinking. You can go on iTunes, rate, comment, um, YouTube, uh, our Twitters. We check everything, and we love reading what you're thinking. It's the final season, and as I said at the top, I can't believe we're six episodes in, and there's only 12, like, halfway I through. I know. What's going on? Um Rachel, though, is still kind of figuring out her place at McKinley, um, and debating, I guess, going back to New York. She seemed really in a panic at the beginning of the episode about it. Um, well, that's the thing. It's not that she's debating McKinley is her place. It's everyone else saying that McKinley is not her place. Which I think is actually putting a lot of pressure on someone. Like, I understand for Glee purposes why they have six episodes left. Of course they want her to go back to New York and become the success story that we've wanted for six seasons. And I understand that from like a glee perspective but from a actual life perspective she just got back to right but i i think this is showing when you have an opportunity you take it and she has been given gifted an audition here so you take it no matter how it comes if that's your dream whatever you're doing you stop what you're doing and you and you take the opportunity i i wholeheartedly believe that but I, I don't know. I hope she doesn't leave mid-season. She's already clearly promised. You know, she had that whole conversation with Kitty, like, I'm not going to walk out on you guys. Yeah. Um, and I think it'd be really, really unrealistic that she's ever auditioned for a Broadway show twice and both the shows she would be cast in, you know? Mm-hmm. So if she is cast in this, I think it'd be unrealistic. I just think they were trying to show us that, that she has, like, the potential to go back, that she's not stuck. Right. I mean, that yeah. that's how I kind of took it, was that she's not afraid to go back. This was the first step. And it's also rekindling just her past for what she's always strived for, Broadway and performing. And, you know, it's, yes, she might have been beaten down and she fell down and whatnot, but, it's, again, it's the message, getting back up. Despite how how afraid you are, it's like you have to push yourself beyond what you think you're capable of to, understand, to like, really go for your dreams. Yeah. I, I, I agree with that. I mean, it... And I hope for her sake she finds whatever her version of success is. I think that that's always been, or like something that's come up this season for me on Glee is that I I don't think there's one version of success. Like maybe that's what she wanted in high school was the Broadway dream. And if that's not what she wants, like it can evolve out to something else. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. I mean, one of our executive producers here, Kevin Undergaard, something that he always goes around saying is, let's think more do. And I feel like that's Rachel's exact opposite problem. Like, she's always thinking so much. Mm-hmm. And so when she's on Broadway, she should just be doing. Do Broadway. Go do it. But instead, she gets so in her head and thinks, oh, but to be famous, now you have to be in film and movies. So, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. oh, let me go do that. And I think that she just gets so caught in her own way. I, and, and Yeah, and I think that's just the problem with young people in general. I mean, we see adults and you think they have their life together, but their path wasn't straight. And, and mm-hmm. it's her her naive ways to think is like, I got to do X, Y, and Z to get to here. And really the realistic message in 
idea of everything being successful it's like your path is all over the place you don't know where it's gonna go to end up where you want to be you yeah. gotta take twists and turns i was torn tonight i have to say between there's a part of me that really wanted rachel to figure out on her own i don't mean that she should stay at mckinley but figure out what her i guess new dream is versus like mercedes i was so happy that she was back and that she was being so supportive of of rachel that that like she really wanted to encourage her to do more and 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 get out of mckinley and ohio and and be like you know a star and because she knows that that's what she's always wanted so there was definitely like two sides to it where i was like "Ooh, it's a lot of pressure but you're a good friend for doing it yeah this wasn't the part of the storyline that bothered me with rachel no i think think it's great that she's uh close with mercedes they've been through a lot and they're finally being selfless and helping one another because they both have this gift i think it's great that she went on the audition i think it's great that she came back to mckinley you know where I'm going with this. I know. We're, we're going to get there <laughs> in one minute. Can we wait, wait one I, more minute? I could wait a few hours to talk <laughs> about this part. Um, what I want to ask, though, is do you think Rachel will stay at McKinley till the end of the series? Is is she going to leave at the end? Or is she going to go off sooner than that? That's my, that's my question about this aspect of her storyline tonight. I think because to be successful and get what you want, it takes time. So in realistic times, it's going to be a few weeks, which will be enough time to still go through sectionals and still really devote her time to Glee right now, and then she might hear something later down the road in the future. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I definitely don't think she would leave before the season finale, <laughs> but maybe the finale will be her leaving, not because she has a job there, but just because she needs to get back to New York so she can be auditioning or something. Right. And so this leads us to think the most traumatized Roxy's ever been, <laughs> which is the Sam and Mercedes storyline and Sam Mercedes Rachel, I should it's it's this crazy weird love triangle it's that not I a triangle. It's not a triangle. Okay, it's not a triangle. It's I, a total triangle, well, especially I'm, in this episode. They like sit in a triangle for half the episode. <laughs> right. So hmm. my question though is so, if we think Rachel is going to move back to New York, and then we'll get into all the weirdness that was this storyline tonight, but if Rachel moves back to New York at some point, will Sam move with her? Will he be the thing that stops her? What's happening? Or do you think they're over already and that's not an issue? Oh my god, it's just like such a loaded question. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not ready. I'm not there. I, I, I understand. I wanted to start with a crazy question and then we'll break it down. Marcia, you take this one. Okay. <laughs> I, I think I can understand where, why Glee's pairing up Sam and Rachel right now. It's sweet. It's endearing. It gives the audience something to root for right now that rekindled hope and love and whatever. But... I think Sam's the kind of person to realize that Rachel's talent is so far beyond what McKinley and Le- that that hometown Lima Lima is, mm-hmm. and that I think Sam is old enough to realize like, no, you have big dreams. I'm not going to be the one to stop you. You go after your dreams. And so, if Rachel does go back to New York, granted, I don't think the relationship is strong enough to be Sam say, "Hey, I'm going to go with you too." Yeah. Um, so I have to say that I loved Sam and Rachel back, I think it was two episodes ago, when they sang the Vanessa Carlton song together. I was like, that's charming and sweet, and there's something really, really endearing about this. And the more they are together, the less I enjoy them, and I don't understand what... And she, he's telling her, I'm into someone else. Like, I love... Mercedes to a 10 and I love you to a 2 and then she's walking away or he's walking away and she goes I love you and you're like wait and we're just not dealing with that like that was where we started with this tonight and that was so odd to me and I think that also just sets the tone for the relationship like they're both of them on both ends of the party is questioning if they're good together and I think if relationships, not all relationships, don't quote me, but like <laughs> their relationships, if it's starting on a rocky road and they're really questioning their re- friendship and whatnot, if it's going to ruin anything, I don't think they should be together. All right. 
I'm going to go on a little rant, and I'm going to, I have to, and I'm going to preface it with the fact that I understand there are people out there that ship Sam Sadie's, and I understand that there are people out there that ship Sam and Rachel now, so I happen to ship none of those couples. I'm not into any of them, and I'm sorry if you do, but, and clearly you guys are in the majority right now, because that's what's going on, but I don't understand why we have to put Rachel with somebody. I don't get it. She, the whole point is that she is this vastly talented, larger than life, going to make it, already was head over heels in love before, and still is now on the, on the rebound in life. She's, she's getting back up. I, it has nothing to do with Sam. Why do we have to put her with anybody right now? I don't think it makes any sense. And then to add fuel to my flame, they're doing it with Sam. And I'm like, oh, there's no connection between the two of them. I don't feel like they would ever get along in real life as boyfriend and girlfriend. Maybe as friends, but I don't see the compatibility. I just don't see it. Right. So do you think... Are you done with your rant? I don't want to interrupt your rant. Well, then the second part of the rant is the fact that Mercedes is actually pushing this relationship, which is truly bizarre. Because if you are a woman and you've ever, ever been in a relationship with somebody, the last thing you do, even if you're over, is convince one of your closest friends to be in a relationship with that person. Um, Could not agree more. Yes, I think that that is, quote unquote, selfless, but I also think it's stupid and and not valid. Like, you don't say, like, if I break up with somebody or they break up with me, whatever, I'm not going to turn to Marissa and be like, yeah, but you should really try it now. Like, oh my god, I'm a little jealous, but you should go after it. What? Like, in what world? No, I think that there's a very big difference uh, between someone going on a date with someone. Like, okay, like, if you go on a date with someone and then you're like oh wait this person is great for my friend one date is very different right than than a full-fledged relationship that being said i was so creeped out when mercedes was like oh sam you should really be with rachel like encouraging and encouraging rachel to be with him it just felt like you were meddling in something you where you do not belong if they decide to do that that is ultimately their decision but Oh, so weird. <laughs> no, I get it. It's it's not Mercedes' place, considering that whatever happened with her and Sam. But just to be devil's advocate, to make this conversation interesting, <laughs> um, I can see where Mercedes is coming from, being the supportive girlfriend in a way to be like, it's okay, we're in a good place, we're good friends, and I'm a good friend to like say, Hey, if you think there's something there, you should go for it. Despite the fact that Sam was with Mercedes first, I see it from Mercedes just being that good, supportive friend. I am more than fine with her saying, like, go find someone else. Like, that. that's like, okay, I've moved on, you should move on too. And I think that that's a perfectly acceptable place to be. It's that notion of, like, hey, she's one of my best friends, and go be with her. Like, that is weird. It's the fact that Mercedes initiated it, because I understand what you're saying, Marissa, and I think that if Rachel had gone up to Mercedes and been like, listen, without your permission, I would never do this because our friendship means more to me, but I think that I have a crush on Sam. Would you mind if I explored? And Mercedes said, you know what, I want you guys to be happy, that's okay with me. But it's the fact that Mercedes is playing matchmaker. It's like, what? You know, it's, it's okay to get permission, but to actually push it, it's baffling. Yeah, I it's just... It's baffling, and it's not in, in Mercedes' wheelhouse. She wouldn't do that. The character, I feel like we know these characters at this point, and I don't feel like they're being true to these three characters. I also just feel like, for Rachel, what you were mentioning before with, like, should she be alone or with somebody, I don't have a problem with her finding someone new like if she moved to new york and she was figuring out her career and then she found like a guy like a co-star on broadway or what have you like i I mean like that (laughs) might be an interesting way of having her be like now i'm in an adult relationship and this is what this looks like for rachel i or being alone i don't think she needs to find another person from mckinley like it, it doesn't do anything for me personally or for the character, I don't think. No, she doesn't. Again, and I think we're all in, in agreement here that Rachel doesn't need to be with someone to find herself. Right. A lot of people in real life find themselves who they are and what their goals are in life and who they want to be on their own. Yeah. And I think it would be awesome if she could do that. I think it would say a lot more than if she finds herself in Sam. 
I just don't understand what they're trying to say. And maybe they're doing this because they know I'm about to feel this way, and they're about to pull a 180 or pull the blanket over, whatever it is. Maybe it's going to be a huge change, but if they end up together, and that is the point of this, I'm going to be baffled. I don't want to be on an after show with you after that <laughs> happens. <laughs> it's going to be like the craziest. No, I, I agree. I I could see like from a plot line that I would love to see her alone. I That's number one. But I could see where, like, she's moved to New York, she finds someone different. I just think keeping her in this high school environment is not allowing her to grow in any way. It's like, oh, Sam was friends with your ex. It's, again, it's there's a lot of weird love triangles within this triangle, if right. that makes sense. It's, right. it's sometimes it's just, like, you have to cut ties with, you know, the things you're comfortable with in order to grow. I agree. So, yeah, it's, it's just, I want something different for her. I want something different. It's not even better than Sam. I don't... That's not really... Because people have been tweeting us about better. And I don't don't think it's a better match. It's like a... um, Different. It's just different. There's something more out there for her. I agree. I agree. Come on, Glee. Pull through for us. Ryan Murphy, you haven't let us down yet. Come on. I know. We have six episodes. (laughs) Let's make it happen. Um, So that being said, eight songs in tonight's episode. Um, Wow. Let's jump into them because we... Didn't really talk about them yet. Um, I'll Never Fall in Love Again. And this was kind of the top of the episode. Of course, Rachel and Sam. This song, for me, it was, like, pleasant. And I like their voices together. But it wasn't anything that I was like, oh, I want more of this. I Yeah. It was, like, not that special to me, I guess. Right. So, personal anecdote. I used to listen in the car with my mom every single morning driving to school to Dionne Warwick. Every single day. So, I love Dionne Warwick. Love. You said, like, one of your favorites. Right, one of my all-time favorites. I was so excited to see... Love. I was so excited to see this episode, and I think that the songs downloaded off of iTunes would work for me, but the way that they were placed into this episode episode just seemed kind of like a force. Like, oh, we only have a few episodes left. We want to perform these songs. Let's figure out a way to stick them in. Not, oh, this works with the storyline. So that was weird to me. I mean, what did you guys... Did you guys feel like all the songs had a place tonight? No, there were some definitely weird cuts into songs. And also, just, like, kind of in the middle of a scene, you would cut to a song and then cut back to the scene. It just felt like weird cutaways to but songs you know in a lot of ways. That's what Glee was known for, spontaneity songs. I mean, wh- whose life breaks out in song? No one's. That's why we love Glee. So, that didn't bother me at all. The fact that we only had 20 seconds of dialogue before the first song. I was like, yes, this feels like old Glee. Granted... The first song, just to start off the episodes, like, they're wandering around high school and whatnot. It's like, that was misplaced. And then, again, with the story on top of that, I didn't like the first song and how it was executed only because we didn't like the story that went with it. Yeah, I totally agree with you that 20 seconds in having a song, I have no problem with that. I love I love the fact that we did get eight songs. I love the fact that we got to see some variety in them, but I didn't feel like th- this message, I'll never fall in love again, is the point of the show. I or these two characters. I don't know. I just I it's weird because the voices, the actual like makeup of the song, I really enjoyed. Right, all the, off iTunes. Yeah, mm-hmm. all all of the issues around the song. I completely agree with you guys. It it didn't. There were things that didn't work about it. Right, and I have to say, I felt like Rachel and Sam were a little low energy on this one for such a, for I such know. an energetic song. Um, I don't know. I just I think that these characters are seeing or the actors are seeing the end of the show, and maybe they're stressed, maybe they're sad, yeah. but I feel like the energy wasn't there. But and it's also just the message of the song itself. If Glee wants the audience to root for this romantic relationship. Why sing a song about singing, I'm never going to fall in love again? <laughs> it's a, it's a straight... It, oh, what? the irony. Yeah. <laughs> song song choice. It's okay. Yeah. Song choice. It doesn't um, work. So, Baby It's You. Okay, so Glee rarely confuses me. Like, I, I, I understand Glee. I've been watching from the very beginning. Love Mercedes' voice. So happy that she's back. Can't reiterate that enough. But such a weird moment that I 
cannot figure out, so please explain it to me. <laughs> I, what I had to write down was, why, everything, why? <laughs> yeah. Like, I, the, except for the costumes, the costumes nailed it. Yeah. Uh, the, the actual thing, I don't know why, if, if Mercedes is going to try to pick a song to get Rachel back into it, I didn't know why it was this one. And and we just got like a little doo-wop, and I was like, I guess, again, off iTunes, maybe, but I, what? Who, who picked this? I had a hard time. I mean, <laughs> the singing was fun. The costumes were fun. It was definitely an ode back to the 50s, 60s. That great. Right. Burt Bacharach is the inspiration for all these songs. Yes, we get that. But my problem with this particular number was Rachel and the backup singers, is it like Britney and Santana? <laughs> it took me like the whole number to realize that was them. I, they, that's exactly what I said to her. I go, who is that? Like, <laughs> did we see new members of Glee and we just didn't know it? And that's what bothered me because that took me out of the number. Because I took the whole number just figuring out who was singing the song then yeah. what the meaning of the song or the purpose of it was. But you're singing this to Rachel. How is she backup dancing for you and knowing what the song is. I, I know that, that it doesn't always have to make sense, I agree. but what? The perspective wasn't there either. I it mean, I'm assuming there. that it was like to remind her what performing was like. That's at least the way so I... put her in the background? I, what? I, I, I mean, I know. I, I'm trying to justify it. I'm I trying know. to understand. I, I know. It was one of those things where I was like, again, fun, but what? I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. um, I know. And Wishing and Hoping is... One of my favorite songs, like I just love that it just like puts me in a good mood. But this one was an interesting, like in heaven, like it was more the setup of it. Again, I liked the voices. I think Blaine and Brittany are an interesting voices together. All that worked for me. Um, it was just like a strange placement in the episode, and it just I don't know, like the setup again was a little strange. Again, if we took this number, just isolated it, its own music video, it'd be fun. It'd be entertaining. And it reminded me of the performance that they did back in the Super Bowl, like the second season around. Um, It was fun. I like the heavenly aspect and getting everyone's voices. It was great. It's a great song to listen to. Yes, it was another spontaneous song. Oddly placed, but I didn't mind it. I have to say that... Of the songs so far, this one I was okay with because we're living in Britney's world, and Britney Britney's world is weird. So <laughs> I love the set first of all. Um, I I still was a little confused, but when I think about okay, it's Britney's world, then that's fine. She goes off into dream la la land sometimes, and let's just go into her land. I'm okay with it. If it hadn't been preceded by those two songs that were strangely picked, I think we actually really would have liked it. Yeah, I mean, I think I got a little bit critical of the placement. Right. I have to say, because I kept being like, this is so frustrating. But, <laughs> like, individually, again, the songs, I most of them I actually enjoyed. And again, um, with my girl. Yeah. Um, so, Arthur's Theme, which uh, is, of course, a Christopher Cross song. And I love Christopher Cross. He's yeah. amazing. I love the song. It was just so well sung. Yeah. It's such a simple song, too. I liked... Um, Everything I think that Blaine did tonight I thought was really a great. So this was Blaine and Artie and the New Directions. And I, I liked it. I thought it was a cute song. Um, I liked the cutaways to Rachel. That was my favorite part. Yeah. Um, I like that we got to go back to New York for a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. because I do feel like we pulled out of there so fast. You know, we mm-hmm. pulled the plug really quick. So I did like to see the flashbacks. Uh, that was nice. Yeah. And, and <laughs> the, the lyrics of the song totally worked. Like, Fall in love in New York. You yeah. fall in love with what you love in yeah. New York. It was a little literal, but that's okay. Yeah. I'll take it. Sometimes we need that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So close to you, which another one it was another Sam song tonight. Um, I thought it was a little creepy that he was watching through the window. I got distracted, Very like uh, by everything that was kind of happening as he was singing it. It felt like I don't know. I just, it was like an well done by him, I think. I It just wasn't... I don't know. I wasn't sold on it, I guess is the simplest way of putting it. I was like, I want to like it. I kept looking for that wow moment, and I never really got it. See, the thing with this number is, like, nothing happened. He's just walking down the hall on a guitar. Simple. I'm all about simplicity, because sometimes that's, like, all you need. Uh, his voice was great. Great. I agree with that completely. It was great. Yeah. And... I love his voice. Yeah, there's just not enough going on to really elevate the song. It demeans his love for Mercedes. Supposedly he loves her, and he's staring at her, but then 
later on he doesn't really care anymore and he's ready to move on so I just felt like if you are so obsessed in love with somebody that you're staring at them through a window yeah and then we're gonna see the rest of the storyline didn't work for me but I I have to say, and I'm, I know I'm repeating myself again, but off iTunes, great song. Yeah. His voice is great. I really enjoy this song. And I think we talked about this before, but Sam, um, uh, Cord over straight. Cord over straight. I just was like, every name but Cord was popping in my head. Cord over straight. Incredible. The improvement that right. we've seen over the course of this series is unbelievable. His and voice is phenomenal. That, exactly. His voice, it was like so, enjoyable to listen to. I just wanted him, like, I know he can do it. I think that's what made me want it, was that just, like, to push for that a moment of, like, wow, that is incredible. And I don't know exactly, because it was a simple song, so I don't know where that exactly fits in, but I wanted it from him. And I'm still waiting for that, that, like, wow, this is incredible. Because I kind of got it on the Vanessa Carlton song, and I, I just yeah. wanted it again. Yeah, that was a better version because of the pairing. But yeah. I, I thought that he did a pretty good job with this. Yeah. Yeah, and it's also just like, why do birds suddenly appear? It's just like, it's that message of always being, oh my goodness, so happy you're in love every time you see like the person you love and being in that state of happiness. And we don't get that from Sam every time he's with Mercedes. It's just, it doesn't reflect what he's feeling. Right. No, I agree. And Alfie, um, which is, of course, the Santana. We, we switched. Uh, we skipped Promises. Oh, promises. sorry. Yes. I. It's literally right above it. My eye just slipped down. Um, <laughs> my, my problem with this one was the fact that I really felt like we needed a Barbra Streisand moment here. Like, if we're going to go into an audition. Again, the wow moment. Yeah, if yeah. we are in season six, the final season, and Rachel is trying to prove that she's still herself and she's going for a Broadway audition, come on. You this pull is perfect. Out the big guns, right? You yeah. pull out. She did an Barbara. amazing job. Obviously, her voice kicks butt, and like Mercedes said tonight, nobody's laughing when you sing, which is very true. She has one of the most amazing voices I've ever heard. This was just like you killed this song, but why this song? <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. I, I was definitely. I wrote a classic Rachel moment. To me, it felt like what we've seen her do in the past. With the arms up. Right, exactly. And it was like this, that big moment. But it was lacking that, and I think it is a song selection issue, of, like, I wanted that, like, take your breath away. Like, Leah Michelle can do it, so why not have her do it? Like, you have six more episodes, let's make this a big moment for her. I wouldn't mind... Rachel singing Don't Rate on My Parade again. I mean, she's sung it twice already, but this is such a great song that she can nail every single time. And yeah. for another Broadway audition, you sing this song. You, like, you Every, go for it. Everybody has something that's like in their wheelhouse, I feel like, for auditions in general. And if you have a song that you can knock out of the ballpark, why not do it? Yeah. Like that's. I, I agree with you that that could have been an option, but I feel like there are many things that could have been an option. Oh, this yeah, so to me wasn't things, an option. Yeah. All right. Well, next time we'll get more Leah Michelle this season. It's yeah. fine. Mm-hmm. Um. So Alfie, um, Santana with New Directions. I really liked this actually. I really appreciated it. We don't get a lot of Naya singing alone anymore, so this was a nice switch I felt like. She um, looked beautiful. I thought that this was a I of all the songs tonight, I think this one made the most sense. Yeah. Why they picked this song. Um this or the last one. I thought she did a great job. I really really wanted Britney to join along with her at some point. Oh my god, why didn't we get a duet in there? Uh but I think that Naya has one of my, uh, maybe my favorite female voice on the show, so I, I love hearing her sing. I, I, I really liked it visually. It was stunning. Her red dress was gorgeous. I know. Oh, I was like, oh, why amazing. don't you wear that to the Hello. award season? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was just, she was phenomenal. Uh, I But I liked the fact that she was by herself because it was her issue against Abuela, against her own grandmother. So I really liked it. Was the, it was more intimate for her. Yeah. I get what you're saying, but I think the whole point of getting married is that nobody has their own issues anymore. Now they're collective yeah, it's a, issues. You're a team. Yeah, so I, I like the message we're a team, and so I felt like Brittany could have showed a little like backup support there. Right. No, well, fine. she did go on the stage too. That's true. I think backup. we were also just desperate for a duet at that right. point. <laughs> I would have taken it in a gutter somewhere. Yeah. I mean, truly, I could justify it. I mean, I just really wanted them to duet. Hopefully, their wedding will be that moment. Um, but I'm yeah. so excited for that. For sure. Oh my god. Oh, I mean, amazing. I know. And then what we started our episode out with tonight, what the world needs now. This was like 
classic glee. Everybody together. Although I do have to, like, my one little note, I loved it. But my one little note on it was when they were gathering at Will's apartment, that was Will's apartment, mm-hmm. right? Was it, like, it appeared to be, like, a holiday situation? Well, I, like, I think it's, for, it's just a gathering. It was okay. strange because we had the captions on, and the caption said, Happy Hanukkah. Yeah. And I don't know whether that was, like, an issue on the captions fault or what. Yeah. But yeah. I was like, huh? Yeah, I was like, are we, were we meant to see this in December? Like, when they planned it? It, it felt like this, like, holiday moment. We're all reunited, but it wasn't for the holiday. It was just no. weird. And then I think weird. they hired a redhead actress, so it looked like the back of her head was Emma's when we obviously didn't get Emma. <laughs> there were a couple weird moments, but this was my favorite performance. Of so the night. good, yeah. yeah. And so I was so happy because I was almost ready to write the songs off, and then I was like, "Oh, all right, there we go, guys. There we go. Finally got it." I loved it, and it's also you know the added message that family. So seeing them all together, not even at McKinley, but somewhere else, and enjoying each other's presence that they are there for each other. I liked it, and it was a nice and exactly how they ended it on stage. Such a glee fashion. And we got that one Kurt Blaine moment where Kurt opens the door, Blaine's there, and then Kurt looks for Dave, and he's not there. And I was like, oh, okay, thank gosh we got a single moment. Because we didn't get our classic, we didn't get Sue tonight, so we didn't get Clayne. And without Clayne, my heart hurts a little bit. I agree. I had Britannia to fill a little bit of the hole, but... I mean, there were, (laughs) I feel like there were, like, some logistical issues in the episode tonight, but, like... I like the direction minus, I guess, Sam and Rachel. New direction? Where, yeah, like, where we're going. So I'm excited for what's to come, but are you ready for some news and gossip first before we yes, get, in, get into predictions? So I talked about that this season is all about the casting news because all of these actors have to go on to new projects. Mm-hmm. So Naya Rivera um, has a new role. She's going to be on Lifetime's Devious Maids. Um, she's playing Bianca, who is a new maid in the neighborhood. It's not a huge amount of detail beyond that, but I think it'll be a reoccurring role. That's what it sounds like. Um, and sounds like something fun. I mean, soapy and, I don't know, Devious Maids. Yeah. I was the least shocked ever by this news because I think it's so up her alley. Yeah, I mean, it it seems like a great fit. Yeah. So I'm very happy for her, but it seems like typecasting, you know, totally, totally in her wheelhouse. Yeah, I mean, exactly. And it's something that I think will grow her audience outside of of Glee, maybe, because it does have a slightly different demographic, I would imagine. Yeah, Desperate Housewives kind of. Yeah. Such a great show. Mm. Exactly. And then I want to briefly touch on this because it, it has been all over the news this week that Glee has hit a ratings low, guys, uh-huh. in its final season, which is a real bummer. This is what happens when you put a show on Friday nights and you don't give it the love and support that it needs. Yeah, and they had 1.5 million viewers um, for this past Friday's the episode we're talking about right now. Um, for that episode. And it's down 15% from the January premiere. We need to get our friends to watch this again, guys. Wow. I yeah. keep telling everybody, this show is amazing again. You know, we yeah, hit a lull, but this show is... And no, tonight wasn't my favorite episode, but I know it's because we're coming back even stronger next week. I, I really want fans that were true fans in the beginning to jump back on board. I think that they should do it because this is it. This is all we get. I know. And I it's, know. And uh, sorry. I, yeah. I think it's just like, unfortunately, we did lose those fans right. in the past seasons. But is again, I can see the network is just like, yes, we're coming back. It's a little too late trying to get it, but it's just a little too late. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I'm just so excited. I think that... This is the final stretch for this series. It's had such a huge pop culture impact. Like, it's time to tune in again. Like, it's time to see where these characters end up. I feel like they deserve it. Yeah. I mean, I know that's like my plea to everyone, but yeah. we're preaching to the choir at home. We know. Yeah, we know. yeah exactly. The thing is, is that Glee started off on such a high note. It'd be a shame for this show to end on such a low note. I don't yeah. want it to end. Although, like that. let's be fair, it's not like they're getting under a million viewers. We're still yeah. getting views, and Friday nights are tough. I right. mean, that's just the nature of the game. Business, yeah. yeah, right. So, predictions for these final six episodes. And now. You're after Buzz TV. Prediction. I have two. Let's hear them. All right. Kurt and Blaine reunited by the end of this series. It's it's happening. I don't care. That's <laughs> your prediction? Oh, my God. No, no. I'm, I have more. <laughs> okay. Don't worry. So they're going to reunite, but I think that they're going to struggle with it, what I'm kind of seeing is that we got that glimpse tonight of mm-hmm. of them being together, and then we there's was something in the previews about them as well. 
Um, but I, I think that it's going to be interesting to see how they reunite. I, and I don't know the answer to this yet, but I want, I want it to be soon. I think it, that's what I really want is not, not in episode 12, in episode 7. Yes or no, do we think that they kiss next week? We saw obviously in the prediction Blaine's kind of leaning in. Yeah. Do you yeah. think there's a make out or no? Next week. I think they might kiss. I don't think they're reunited. I think there's a kiss. And because sometimes a kiss is all it takes. No. I think Blaine leans in, leans in and Kurt pulls away and is like, oh, you're still with Dave I, or something. I just don't want this to be something where it's like How I Met Your Mother, where in the last four seconds we get this. I, I want to see it for longer oh than in this. I, I had forgotten about that. Oh, you just broke my heart all over. I know. Over. So I want <sighs> it to be something where we're actually in this for a minute and there's only six episodes left so that's yeah. my prediction is that I, it's more of a desire of mine I guess than it is an actual prediction but I really want this to happen sooner rather than later yeah, 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 yeah. I mean uh, we, we mentioned it earlier I think because it is the last ep- few episodes everything should get tied should get tied in a nice neat bow so I think for Santana yes we're going to see Abuela come back again she might not fully support it but she does love Santana and she's going to be there to just you know, be there, and uh, so we're gonna see Abuela again. And I think Rachel is gonna get maybe a callback. Maybe this audition doesn't land her the role in this particular Broadway, but Open who doors. knows what auditions can do? Those people can take the auditions and throw you somewhere else on another production that she never thought of. Yeah, right. So, and then once she goes back to Broadway and back to New York, I and this might not be a prediction, but just a hope that I would love to hear a voiceover of Finn, just oh. to, like because Finn was always the one supporting her, and then her. Physically back on stage, she can just hear Finn talking to her. Oh, you give me chills. It would be amazing. I would love to see that too. Obviously, I'm most excited for the Britannia storyline. Uh, but really, what I'm looking forward to right now is what's going on with Beast. Because I, was, I think that that's mm-hmm. going to be an incredible thing to watch. I believe next week's episode is called Spoiler Alert transition yeah and um and the song selection looks awesome and i know and i won't give it away because i know you guys don't like that but look it up there, if you want. also you should look up there are stills of beast if you're curious about the post transition we saw it actually in um the previews in the previews tonight so definitely it's gonna be really interesting it's the first time that that's been done on network tv it's going to be really interesting. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited to Still see Still making what. strides. Yeah. I mean, I think Glee, that's what Glee does, though, is break down those barriers. And they've been doing it for six years, and it's amazing. Like, they deserve so much credit for that. Yep. Yeah. So, that being said, thanks for hanging out and watching. And we'll be back next week with more Glee fun. Um, I'm Stephanie Wanger, and you can find me on Twitter at Stephanie Wanger and, at After, and AfterBuzz at AfterBuzzTV. And you can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at Serafini TV. And you can find me at Roxy Stryer. See you next week. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later, Gleeks! The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal. 